mind and let us pray. Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for another opportunity to gather around your word. We ask in the name of the Lord Jesus that you will speak to us and cause the next few moments to be for life, for light, and for lift. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen, amen and amen. We pray in the name of Jesus that you be glorified in everything that we do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We thank you in anticipation of the great things you are doing tonight. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Good evening, everybody. I really celebrate you. Thank you for the opportunity to minister to you. Um, quite a number of you refer to me as um, daddy and see me as a spiritual head. But notwithstanding, I do not take you for granted in any way. So this is me saying with all the sincerity in my heart that I am grateful. I'm really, really grateful. Every time, every time a man is given an opportunity to minister, it's one of the highest honors. As a matter of fact, I believe that after the, the honor of being saved and hosting the Holy Spirit in your, in your life and in your body, um, the opportunity to minister to God's people is one of the greatest opportunities that some persons can have. So, I'm, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful to God for this opportunity. Let's just let's just start. the The topic that was given to me is life is spiritual. Understanding how God helps men. Um, the broad the broad topic that we are considering is that life has a how. I love I love that particular thought that life has a how. It's it's a powerful it's a powerful thought. Life has a how. Um, that means um, nothing just happens in life, but things can be made to happen. Somebody can take responsibility for how life goes. It's a bank. I didn't. I didn't know that thing was real until I saw a bank ad. A bank ad says, um, I think it was Stan Big that year. It says, um, uh, "Life did not happen to me. I happened to life." Uh, you, you, you can, you can either happen to life, or let life happen to you. Life has a how, uh, and um, many times. I'll just say this, then I'll go to the introduction of what I'm saying. M many times, the part of the conversation that men don't want to hear is that they have a responsibility. Men don't want to hear that they have a part to play. They don't want to hear it. I I'll, I'll give you two examples in scripture. For example, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, which is one of the most, which is one of the clearest places where God speaks about um, success good success is only mentioned in joshua chapter 1 verse 8 it says this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth from your mouth but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do all that is written therein then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success Read that scripture. Man is mentioned, you is mentioned six times, averagely. God is not mentioned there once. The closest reference to God, if you are a person that likes trouble, you will say, uh, the book of the Lord is talking about the word of God, and the word of God is God. 
that that means you like wala. You don't like you don't like things to just be easy. But if you easily translate that scripture or interpret that scripture, you will not find God there. That means success is more up to you than it is up to God. Life has a how. It means the how of good success is that a man must take responsibility. In fact, if I want to, if I want to trouble you again with revelation, you know, like I said, oh, Kenneth Hagin made a statement and it's such a blessing. Kenneth Hagin said, if a man's teaching is not simple, it is possible that he did not get that teaching from Jesus because Jesus' teachings were simple. If he didn't get it from if, if, if it's, it's too complex, it's possible that he is not preaching for Jesus or from Jesus. So I don't like to trouble people with things that are hard. But then if you is mentioned six times, six is the prophetic number for man. It means what God is saying here is that until a man rises, he cannot succeed. Check it. So I'm saying those people who like trouble there's a revelation for them those people who like it simple there's a revelation for them it's all the same life has a how another scripture you are going to find another book you are going to find in scripture is the book of esther the book of esther is like um and read it read it carefully read it carefully you will not see god taking a central position of action in that book. In that book, you will see Esther obeyed Mordecai. You will see that Esther uh, behaved according to the instructions of the person that was in charge of the women. You will see that uh, Mordecai took responsibility for rescuing the king. That king was an evil king. He could have avoided when they were going to kill the king. He would have just said, "It's not my business." Oh, he, he put his life on the line. Mordecai decided that he would stand for the truth, even though Haman did not like him. You keep seeing men acting, men acting. Then you see that Haman decides to kill all the Jews. You see that um, Mordecai decides to tell Esther. Esther did not sit down there and say, hey, if God does not save us, we are finished. Oh. She said, go and take a three-day fast. I will now go and meet the king while you are fasting. If I perish, I perish. That is how life works. It is the how of life. And um, uh, please, while I'm, while I'm at it, um, um, Pastor Raphael, um, Sister Zemen, please, can you can you confirm to me that this is being recorded? If you can confirm to me that this is being recorded, I'll be yes, excited because it's recorded. Yes, sir. All right. Because, you see, we will have to go back over these things again. These are certain things that we do not even know. Because somebody turns out as a failure later on in life, and he's, he's very excited to blame God. He's, he's, no, life has a how. In fact, okay, so I've talked about, I've talked about Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. <clears throat> I've talked about Esther. 
And now it's all these side journeys that doesn't allow me to go into my notes. I've not even gone into my notes. But are, are you getting blessed already? I'm sure you are learning something. Now watch this. Uh, uh, God has tied himself to principle so that it will be true that he is not partial. If God is not tied to principles, there will be partiality because the truth is that Brother Raphael is giving a measure of sacrifice to God that somebody else is not necessarily giving. Okay. But if it was not a principle. If sacrifice was not a principle, somebody would say, no, he just lost Raphael separately. No. There is no partiality with God because God responds and respects his principle. God responds to principle and God respects principle. All right? So I really just like, <clears throat> I like the subject, life has a how. Life has a how. And see, Oh, my brothers and my sisters, everyone, everybody that is listening to me everywhere in the world, I'd like you to know this like you know your name. Life has a how. If you understand how life works, oh my God. Okay, now I'm in my introduction now. See, never forget this. Life is not fair and life is not unfair. Life is not fair. Life is not unfair. No, life only supports the program. <laughs> See, many of us are holding smartphones. I am using a smartphone. It is not unfair, or it is not fair or unfair that my phone has this capacity. It's not about being fair, it is about the program. My phone is not fair. My phone is not unfair. My phone is programmed. Um, um, we, 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 we don't use, we have not begun to use. We, we really love the Apple. We really love the Apple products. But okay, yes, I, I use a MacBook. So yeah, we are, we are Apple people too in that sense. But we have people around us, we have people around us you know, people working in our office in, with our ministry and all of that, my head of public relations, Apple, Apple people. Now, let me tell you something. Some pictures are unjustly beautiful. They, they, it's just annoying that they are so fine. Listen, it is not fair, neither is it unfair. It is just programmed. Life is not fair, neither is life unfair. Life is just program and i am going to come i'm going to come around to saying the things i want to say i, I mean i will learn safely the journey is beautiful I, I i i was in a training situation for like six months and i was talking to some of the recruits you know these are military men and so they, there was a lot of grumbling among them they are talking there's it's not fair oh it's not fair it's not fair I, and i I just found myself speaking by inspiration and saying, no, life by itself is not fair. Neither is life unfair. But life is compelled to respond to the program. If you fix the wires, anybody who does electrical, electrical engineering or who knows about electricity where you are, you, you, you know that if you set the program properly, if you put the wires where they are supposed to be put, light will come. It's not fair or unfair. It is about the program. 
Life supports the program. Life is controlled by the principles. So somewhere in Job, chapter 32, I believe it is, or chapter 33, uh, um, um, we can find that scripture. Please find that scripture for me. Um, do you know the laws of the universe? That's the new, that's new living translation. He said, do you know the laws of the universe? Sir, he says, can you use them to regulate the earth? What it means uh, is that life was designed to be regulated. If you don't understand the regulations of life, Job 38, 39, 33. All right. So let's let's have that for, oh, guys, life has a how. There's a way things work. Years ago, years ago, I think I've forgotten his course. Because he's a a senior son now in the Nigerian Air Force. He said when he was when he was leaving the Nigerian Defense Academy and was living with the fire of the Holy Ghost, he was a preacher, he was preaching God's word. You know, as a young cadet, oh, and I know he's my very close friend. As a young cadet, he'll come from NDA, I'll drive him, we'll go to Nigerian military school to go and preach. Then I used to do a lot of secondary school outreaches, you know. He said one day, senior officer called him and advised him. He said, Don't do what Moyo is doing. No. He said, I'm seeing you. You are following the path of Moyo. You, you, are, you are preaching. He said, Nigerian Air Forces will swallow you up if you continue along this path. This is my classmate telling me. This is my friend telling me. And today, you know, many times when people look at me and say, Ah, no, it's impossible for you to be a religious and to be a preacher like this. I, I have somebody who standing next to them saying, no, ah, he's following the path of people like Konemoyo now. Exactly the way they do it. That's the way he's doing it. And he's succeeding at it. Because life was designed to be regulated. Look at Job chapter 38, verse 33. It says, do you know the ordinances of the heavens? Do you know them? Oh, God. This is so beautiful because of one of the points that I'm going to share with you you know, towards the end of this teaching. This is so beautiful. He said, do you know, do you know the ordinances of the of the heavens? First and foremost, of the heavens. What it means is that the ordinances that control the earth are not on the earth. They are in the heavens. This is a proof that life is spiritual. Hmm. One of the things that God was showing me while I was preparing for this meeting is that men will fail if they don't know that the controls of the earth, where the earth is controlled from, is not where human beings can reach. The controls of the physical are in the spiritual. For example, all of you are church folk. You know, many people, many people who are listening to me today are church folk. You know that you usually don't know where the console of the church is. If you go to a church, and you can still see where the console is. You can still see the mixer. You can still see the amplifier. It's a small church. If it's a big church, the console is usually in somewhere that is hidden. The controls are usually in places where mortal eyes cannot see. It's the same thing. Do you know the ordinances of the heavens? The controls of life. The controls of life are not on the earth. Look at the next time. Because I'm reading the New King James. It says, can you set their dominion? over the earth can you 
this, this, these are important questions. Are you just celebrating your birthday every day or you are learning every year how to master life? Are you learning how to happen to life or you are allowing life to happen to you? Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. If all that is growing in your life every year is your age, you are a failure. If all that you can allude to by your next birthday is, I was 17, now I'm 18, you are failing. No. Failure is when the only thing that is growing in your life is your age. Because that growth is autopilot growth. You don't need to be responsible to increase in age. All you need to be doing is to be eating and sleeping and you, you don't need anything. You don't need anything. That is why Abraham was 75. But he was nothing to be reckoned with until God said he should go out of his father's house. So life, life is not designed to be fair. Life is not designed to be unfair. Life is just designed to support the program. There is a program, ladies and gentlemen. There is, there is, there is a principle that controls the earth. He says, do you know the ordinances of the heavens? It's a New Living Translation that says, do you know the laws? The laws of the universe. So if you are ignorant of the laws of the universe, you cannot wake up and say life is unfair. No, life was designed to respond to the laws of the universe. Bible says, for example, in Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22, it says, as long as the earth remains, that means the earth is permanently going to be under the dominion of this thing I'm saying. It says, seed, time, and harvest. Seed, time, and harvest. It shall not fail. We call it seed time, but we don't see harvest time. So it's possible that it's not seed time. It's actually seed time and harvest many of you have your seeds in the ground but you are in a hurry no it is not seed and harvest it is seed time the bible says we should follow them who through faith and patience patience requires time patience is consistency the bible says do not be weary in well doing for you shall reap if you faint not do not be weary you have been giving you have been praying uh, uh, um, um, righteous dog, you went to service, you spent your service here, you were serving the Lord, it looks like the harvest did not come in one year, or it did not come in the state where you went to serve. Well, the Bible does not say you will reap where you sow, it says you will reap what you sow. Give it time. Give it time. Oh, I labored in that church. They did not give me a no. Give it time. It's a principle. That is how life works. Okay. Another, another thing. I'm just giving you examples. These are background. These are background examples. Life, is, life is, is, is controlled by principles, not by sentiments. Life answers to principles and understanding of principles. It doesn't answer to sentiments. It's not, it's not sentiment. It's say, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. And after he lost his job, his wife still died. All that is sentiments. He must know. He must know what to do. Oh. And the Bible says something. You see, we should read our Bibles. This is a blessing. Look at the illustration that's coming to my heart. The Bible says there was a plague in the camp. Go and read the book of Numbers, I think. 
you will see that there was a plague in the camp because people were committing adultery. Someone was doing this. The Bible says, and somebody took a spear because he was zealous for the Lord. He charged into the camp of that person and struck the man with the woman, and both of them died. And the Bible says something there. It says, and the plague ceased. That means if they had continued saying, it's not fair, it's not fair, the plague will continue to kill them. Because life has a half. Life does not submit to a yeah, see. Let me say this without sounding unfair. Uh, and um, every one of you that sees me, you know that I'm not a prophet of doom. Look, things can go from bad to worse, to worse, to, and God will still be God. Oh, is she, she, somebody died recently and were, were carrying placard. His, his father, mother, everybody, everybody can die. And God will still be God because there must be something. And I'm not saying this insensitively. I'm not, I'm not trying to be insensitive. Is that life is, see, it's, it's, it's like electricity now. It is like electricity. If, if as long as there's electricity there, if you touch it, it will shock you. If it touches you, it will shock you. As long as there is contact, there will be transmission. It is a principle. Principles are not sentimental. So he says, do you know them? Do you know? There is something in Genesis that is such a blessing. Eh? There's something in Genesis that is such a blessing. And I think I should just read it for us. It, it, it will... Genesis chapter 1. Glory, 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 glory. Oh, hallelujah. Then God said, let the earth bring forth, verse 24, let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle, creeping, thin, and beast of the earth, each according to its kind. God made the beast of the earth according to its kind. Cattle creeps, everything that creeps the earth according to its kind. Then God said, look at verse 26, look at verse 26. And God said, let us make man, let us make man in our own image, according to our likeness. Then he says, let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle of the air, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created in a man in his image, all right? He blessed them. He says, see, look at, look at verse 28. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Uh -uh. Fill the earth and subdue it. To subdue uh, is to exercise controlling or to exercise control over a rebellious system. Subdue is a war, is a war term. God is speaking to man before man fell. In case you think this is because of the fall, this is designed in the seven way or seven way test in the seven in, in the seven way test for doctrine that EW Kenyon EW Kenyon gives. He says every revelation that must be accepted must be present must be present in genesis as a seed life has a how 
Life is spiritual. Life must be rebellion. This is the seed. As man was created, he said, subdue the earth. That means the earth has tendency to go wild. The real problem that men have eh, is that they expect the earth to be fair. So a man is traveling to Lagos. He's traveling to Lagos and he puts on his status. Is in Lagos? Be nice. You are you are joking. You 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 are a joker. No, you are going to enter Lagos like the way Jesus entered Jerusalem. Blessed is the one that comes in the name of the Lord, empowered to succeed. Life does not wait to pity you. Life is waiting for you to submit power. If you don't bring power to the table, don't. Oh, come on. I don't know. But you see, if you are listening to me from other parts of the world where things are balanced, you may not understand this. But in, in our parts of Nigeria, you can have darkness on your street and the next street will have light. Power supply. You can shout about it all you want, but as long as those people have power, they will have light. Life does not pity you. No, life obeys you. No, no, no. Life is not designed to pity you. Oh, Lagos, be fair. Abuja, be nice. No, Benicity, Benicity, consider me. No, no, no. But there is something you can bring to the table. Benicity will say, we don't like him. He's not from our place. We don't understand him. But they will, he will be saying, yes. The Bible says, subdue the earth. That means the earth has a tendency to be wild. So if you don't know that the earth is meant to be subdued, you'll be saying, hey, yeah, pity me now. But I failed in my first degree. Allow me to pass my second degree. No, now. Even, even if I don't get money, let me get... No. There is no... All that is just sentiment. All that is sentiment. And one of the things that God is helping us to do, you know, in these Sundays in the month of October, is to help us to drop sentiments and face life squarely. Face life squarely. And, and let me talk to the to, to word of faith people, people who love the word of God, people who believe in the Bible, people who... Have the name it, claim it mentality. I believe I receive in the name of Jesus. We must take, we must take what? We must take responsibility. We must begin to take responsibility. Any faith, and I've said it before, it bears repetition. Any faith that puts sole responsibility for performance on God is an irresponsible faith. There is something to do. The Bible did not create man to chill. Look at it. Immediately created man. He said, be fruitful. Multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Control it. In fact, let me just say that while we are here. One of the ways to subdue a system is to multiply in the system. That is why when a man comes, he comes into your government house. He puts all his people, his people, his people, his people in key position. He's subduing the system by multiplying in the system. You, you are fruitful, you multiply, you will fill the earth, and then you will subdue it. That is, that's the system. Raphael, if more people think the way you are thinking, your ministry will be easy in Benin. That's why you should teach. If more people understand life and the gospel the way you understand it, and, and, and permit me permit me to call names, all right? 
the ministry of a man like our our our, our dear uh, his lordship bishop wale ajayi has made ministry easy for people like reverend craig in benin city and many other people what why you can you can shout on other people you may not be able to shout on them because they have cover and before you talk too much you will see archbishop, archbishop margaret Davosa, stand over them <laughs> look at look at the handbill for school of the world or school of wisdom pardon me school of wisdom you will see archbishop margaret Davosa, you see bishop wale ajayi you see reverend craig that is a measure for endorsement it means if you multiply in a system you can subdue that system that and, and that is it, again just just the central theme of what i'm teaching is life has a how it, nobody's lucky uh, uh i don't know if any of you saw it saw that video but it came to mind and it's such a blessing it's basketball it's basketball see um, they were playing this game and it's recent this is not old basketball and there were dribbles dribbles and the ball was passed to corey blake as they passed the ball to Corey Blake, his teammates, they turned around. He has not taken the shot. They turned around, faced the congregation. They faced the crowd. Pardon me, me, I'm a pastor and man of God, so I'm saying congregation. They faced the, <laughs> they faced the stadium or whatever it is and raised their hand, indicating that that was a basket. And truly, Corey Blake did not miss it. He, it was as good as done. He was not lucky. That is years and years and years of work. Life has a how. A bishop said, he said, when Bishop Odipo was doing ministry when we were young, he said the rest of us were playing church. They asked him, what do you mean by playing church? Sir? He said, we were just buying new Mercedes Benz and wearing fine suits. Odipo was sowing seed in millions. Now, if we go to his office, they will say we should wait. We cannot see him. Well, you have become a name because life has a how. You will not just wake up as a success. No, sir. There is effort. So, hear this and never forget. Life may not pity you, but if you have understanding, life must obey you. Life may not pity you. No, it was not designed to pity you. But if you have understanding, life must obey you. Life becomes a slave to a man who has understanding. A man who has spiritual understanding becomes a master of life. Life is a slave to a man who has understanding. A man of spiritual understanding becomes the master of life. Now hear this and never forget. I've read one scripture. I need to read another one. One of the greatest understandings you can have about life is that life is spiritual. The, the biggest understanding, as a matter of fact, that you can have about life is that life is spiritual. And what does it mean that life is spiritual? What it means that life is spiritual is that what controls, the controls of the seen are in the unseen the control of the temporary is the permanent the bible says why we look not at the things which are seen for the things that we see they are temporary they're ephemeral 
said, but we look at the things that are not seen. Those ones are permanent. They are eternal. There is something about life. The controls are in places where we cannot see. Life is spiritual. Life is spiritual. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9 to 11. And um, um, man of God, I'm, I'm, I'm still very aware of your of the texts and I'm going to use them. I really need to crave your indulgence. I'm just, I'm just building a point. Colossians chapter one, verse eleven. I, I, this is how, this are, this is how the Lord led me while I was preparing. So, I just will do that. Um, Raphael, please. Um, once, once my time is almost up, please. Um, you know who to communicate with so that I can know. Colossians chapter one and verse nine. Oh. Praise God. So two, two texts, two texts, Colossians chapter 1 verse 9, Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 15 to 23. Colossians chapter 1 verse 9, Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 15 to 23. But let me just read Colossians chapter 1 verse 9 very quickly. For this reason we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you. And to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom, life as a how, in all wisdom and what spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the lord unto all pleasing or I, I, i'm looking at the new king james but i'm reading the, the old king james that you may walk worthy of the lord fully pleasing him being fruitful in every good work and increasing the knowledge of god verse 11 says strengthened with all my hey guys what it means uh, is that you cannot be fruitful if you don't understand this fruitfulness on the earth is not sentimental you cannot be fruitful by being lucky no the bible says if you are going to be fruitful in every good work you must have all wisdom and spiritual understanding now let me tell you what spiritual understanding is there are two things there is such a thing called spiritual understanding yeah? spiritual understanding means one it means understanding of spiritual things number one Spiritual understanding first means that you understand that certain things are spiritual, extraterrestrial. They are not here. Not everything starts and ends in this realm. Not everything starts and ends in this realm. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I will not have you to be ignorant. Uh, verse 2 says, For you know that you went after those dumb idols, even as you were led. Led there means as you were influenced. It means you were not following those idols for no reason. No. If you were, if you were following those idols, it was because of influence. There are spiritual things, spiritual influences. So you will see a Christian sister rushing from Bible study to go and watch Big Brother Nigeria. It's a spiritual influence. <laughs> Something is blowing her breeze. You see a wife of a pastor packing her bags under a bridge in Abuja to buy a mala. It's not, it's not, it's not normal. See, I'm, I hate to sound diabolic all the time. I hate to sound spooky. But it's not everything that is normal. If you keep thinking that everything is normal, you see life will happen to you. 
Life will happen to you. Spiritual understanding. So number one, there is understanding of spiritual things. So there are certain things that are spiritual. Your tithe is spiritual. I'm not interested in your money. But here this, your giving is spiritual. Those are spiritual things. Your tithe is spiritual. Your giving is spiritual. Your service is spiritual. Your seed is powerful. Your sacrifice is powerful. Your service is powerful. Is powerful. Is spiritual. Those are spiritual things. Now, there is other, there's also another dimension of spiritual understanding. It is called understanding things spiritually. First, there are spiritual things, then there is understanding things spiritually. That one talks about perspective. And let me let me tell you the truth. Life does not respond to a man better than the brightness of his perception. Your life cannot be more colorful than the beauty of your perception. How you see is how you live. If your perception is blurred, your life will not be colorful. Your life is bright because your sight is bright. If you see well, you will live well. Ladies and gentlemen, you will never appear in a future that you did not picture. And I'm not trying to sound, I'm not a motivational speaker, but, but, but if it has not appeared in your visions, that's why I like to go to big cities. I like to drive my small car behind big cars while picturing myself in those cars. I have seen myself in those vehicles. Oh, and I know that I'm there because you do not appear in a future that you have not pictured. It is the perception of a man that is the limitation of that man. So spiritual understanding is to have superior perception. So superior perception is count it all joy. When you grow, when you go through diverse, diverse temptation or diverse trial, knowing that the trial of your faith works patience. So a man is suffering, Temptation, trials, yet he's rejoicing. Why? He says, don't worry. I am in a school. I am in a school. This course is called Trial of Faith 101. When I am done, I will be a professor of patience. He's rejoicing. You are seeing him suffering. He say, I'm in school. Uh-uh. Your life cannot be better than your perception. If you doubt me, ask the Shunammite woman. The, the Shunammite woman's life changed. The day she sat and had a conversation with her husband and said, I perceive that this man is a holy man of God. From the day her perception changed was the day her life changed. Guys, if your life is going to be colorful, then your perception must be colorful. Understand life spiritually. The, and I've said that before, that the true understanding of life is that life is spiritual. Let me make this statement. Until life is perceived and understood and approached spiritually, success is not guaranteed. Until you perceive life spiritually, until you understand life spiritually, until you approach life spiritually, you success is not guaranteed. Success is not guaranteed. You see, a man years ago walked up to Pastor e. Adeboye, Daddy, I think Daddy has told this story himself, walked up to Papa Adeboye, and said, I need help. I, I, I need prayer. 
I need you to help me. I need you to, yeah. uh, and that daddy prays for him. Lays hands on him. Favor comes upon this man. Watch this. Watch this. Oh, many of us, and hear this and never forget, many of us are robbed in life of the things that we are already handling because we don't have understanding of spiritual things. You can get the job because of the sacrifices of your mother. Hear this, so all of us that are shouting, pray mother, pray mother, pray mother. Praying mother can make you to become the pastor of that church. But if you are going to succeed at pastoring, you must be a praying pastor. That is, this thing I just said now, is spiritual understanding. So you cannot sit down and say, and eh, eh, I have a praying mother. Praying mother can bring you to platforms that you will be surprised. Oh God, how did I get here? <laughs> uh, but if you are going to stay on that platform, you will have to understand how to pray for yourself. See, hear this. If you are persistent, you will get it. But if you are consistent, you will keep it. But if you are grateful, you will multiply it. If you are persistent, if you persist and persist and persist, you will get it. You will get that thing you are looking for. You will get the city. The city will fall into your hands. But if you are consistent, you will keep it. You must keep your feet on the throttle of faith. You must consistently remain in the arena of faith. Consistency. Huh? But if you want to attract more of it, then you must learn to be grateful for it. That's just how life works. A spiritual understanding. So guaranteed success is by approaching life spiritually. Now, there, there, there's just one scripture. I have plenty of scriptures in my notes. Um, I can share my notes with anybody later. But there's just one, the, one scripture I'll just share with you that, that is a proof that life is spiritual. Acts of Apostles chapter 3 and verse 15. The Bible says, you, you killed the prince. Old King James says prince. The New King James says the, the author of life. Now he's referring to the living word. He's referring to Jesus. The Bible says, you know, I, 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 saw, I saw him. I saw him and his name, the, the name of the one I saw on the throne is called the word of God. So Jesus is the word of God. That word of God is called the author of life. And there are scriptures, there are scriptures that prove that the word of God is the author of life. John chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. All things were made by him and without him was not any. The same was in the beginning with God, verse 2. And all things were made by him, verse 3. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In him and from him. If you doubt from him, he says in John chapter 10, verse 10, he says, The thief come not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I have come that you may have life. It means before I came, the life in me was not available. So life is in him, and life is from him. I have come that you may have life. Now, if the author of life is spiritual, then it means that life by itself is spiritual. The words that I speak to you, John chapter 6 and verse 63, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. You, you read in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20, 20 to 22, it says, they are life to those that find them. So every contact with the word of God is a contact with life. That's why I, talk, I tell you that my teaching sessions are times of life, light, and lift. Life will come from the word of God. It will come to you as light 
from the word then it will lift you up the bible says the light entered him and it got him up all right so the author of life is spiritual therefore life must be spiritual now there is a scripture that was given to me second chronicles chapter 26 and verse 15. now i have proven to you successfully that life is spiritual once i say once i say this i am i am i am i am done I, now how how does god help men oh and i believe that you are being helped since the things that have since the things that have been seen have been having endeavoring to help you why because what cheats men the most is that they do not know the way into the city hey ecclesiastes the bible says if if you do not sharpen the edge then you must use much energy then he says wisdom is profitable to direct some simpler versions i think the end says wisdom brings success it brings success if you do not have sense to sharpen your instrument then you are going to prepare to suffer in life it was raphael that was telling me that bishop Bishop Wale Ajayi was in Canaan land and he went to see, he, he asked for audience with Bishop Wedibo and Bishop Wedibo said, oh, I'll be in my office in the afternoon. You'll be in your office after preaching the morning session. Aren't you going to rest? He said, oh, I'll, I'll be on duty. And he went to his office and saw the man at the far corner of his, of his office on a table and with a book in front of him reading. Really? Really? Is this the work you said you were going to be doing oh yes sir that's the work because if my edge is not sharpened then there is no reason for the people to gather tomorrow even jesus knows that the people are gathering to the food they are gathering to the answer they are not gathering because they like you no they are gathering because of the content that you bring money gravitates towards value if you don't bring something to the table don't expect people to sit on that table with you it is unfair to be empty and expect to be valued. You are wicked if you are empty and you are angry that you are not valued. But if you are valued, if you are valuable, life cannot, hear me and hear me very well, cannot reject you. My national director in Rema Bible Training Center, Reverend Tokuma Ajijuwa, he gets invitations in every kind of congregation that is value is value if you bring something to the table they will need you they will need you glory to god they will need you all right second chronicles chapter 26 and verse 15. oh i i want to read it because i just want to make a statement and i'll leave that i, I trust that we are getting blessed i'm i'm enjoying myself I'm having a time of my life, you know. Apart from the, apart from the stress of um, setting up, I, I'm sure you guys are seeing me clearly, and um, you know, it takes a lot of work to have this kind of mini. It's it's kind of stressful, but I'm excited. I'm excited to be doing it. Hey, oh glory to God! That's everybody. God bless you guys. Yes, Raphael, I'm seeing you. Yeah, oh, good to see you. Praise the Lord. So, okay, yes, you guys can see me. I can see you. Zemen, your cheeks, plenty cheeks. Praise God. All right. 26 and verse 15. 
The Bible says, and he made devices in Jerusalem, invented by skillful men, to be on the towers and the corners to shoot arrows and large stones. So his fame spread far and wide, for he was marvelously helped till he became strong. Uh -huh. His fame spread far and wide. That is a way of saying he became great. But the Bible says the explanation for his greatness was that he was marvelously helped. So this is the statement. God showed me this statement. It's a blessing. He says, there are no great men in the actual sense of the word. Nobody's great. No. There are no great men in the actual sense of the word. There are only men helped by God. There is no great man anywhere. There is, but there is a man that God has helped. There is a man that God has helped. Because you can finish keeping all the principles all you want. You will come to a point where you know that if God did not help you, you cannot pass this place. The Bible says the horse is made ready for battle. But victory! Victory is for the Lord. If victory is not for the Lord, there will be not on record in scripture that there were certain battles that were won by lepers. How can lepers win a battle? Because victory is of the Lord. Now, these are some of the scriptures that people have misunderstood and say, well, God can do anything he wants to do with anybody, so we don't need to, we don't need to read, we don't need to respond, no need. You are spending your time with your boyfriend in the movies. Then you fail exam, you say, you say, education is a scam. No, it's you that is a fool. Sorry, I am, I'm, again, I apologize. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be insulting, but you cannot not do what you are supposed to do. So, yes, granted that the lepers were the ones that brought that uh, miracle, they still have to be ready because on, in that same Bible, there are records of Joshua removing his sword and fighting, actually fighting. Psalm 78 and verse 72, or 72 verse 78, the Bible says that and David led them according to the integrity of his heart, one, and the skillfulness of his hand. The integrity of your heart is not enough. It's not enough to have integrity. Many times, the reason people fail in life and, and ministry is because they think good intention is enough. After all, I have a good message now. I'm teaching very well. Eh? See, I'm endeavoring to help them to see the truth of God's word. Why are they not coming to my church? No, there is a skill. There is a skill. There is a technology to bring them to your church. Find it out. Hey, minister of the gospel, hear this and never forget. The day you stop learning, you have started failing. Oh, I know success has not manifested in your life, oh. You have not packed out the biggest hall in your city, but you are not yet a failure. Uh -uh. There is a time between when you started pressing for success and when success started manifesting. That time, it doesn't mean you are failing. But if you stop learning, you start failing. And this failure is so bad because it actually means you stop, you start dying. You must maintain your sharp, cutting edge. You must maintain it. All right, so there is nobody that is great, oh, eh? there are only men that are helped. Men are helped to be great. If you see greatness, look for divine assistance.
if you see a picture of greatness in the background, there is divine assistance. I say that again, that if you ever see greatness, there is divine help inside that story. Every story of greatness is punctuated by divine assistance. The introduction is divine assistance. The conclusion is divine assistance. The punctuation is divine assistance. Men are helped to be great. That's 2 Chronicles chapter 26 and verse 15. The Bible says that man was helped. Isaiah chapter 44 verse 2, he says, the God who will help you, he says, you should not fear. If you see a man that fearlessly approaches life, he's helped. He's helped. He's helped by God. So imagine uh, uh, Zemen is going for defense. And Zemen chooses a particular clothes. I'm using it, this real life example. I don't know if that's how it happened. Though. If that's how it happened, then take, take me as a prophet that I am. But she chose a particular clothes that she would not have chosen. If she was going to enter beneath boss, eh? she will not choose that clothes. But because she's helped, there is a Toyota Corolla that is coming to pick her at home, going to take her to school, going to wait for her to finish the defense, and going to bring her back home. She even wore high heel. So, all that drip during the defense is not because she's shackled, it's because she was helped. You must understand that the conclusion of every story of success is that a man was helped by God. You can have content because of your study, but you cannot have platform because of your study. It is grace, it is divine help that gives platform. I can preach, I can preach. Can I force myself to be a speaker in this meeting? Am I going to beat Raphael if he did not invite me? Oh, you can say, oh, he's a man of honor. That's what he's supposed to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. If he did not invite me, there's nothing I can do. It is divine help that gives a man a platform. I'm a traveling minister, eh? and I am a full-time person working. So I'm doing two jobs. I have... I have a more busy traveling schedule than certain people that are full-time. That is grace. It is grace. I dare not be proud because men are not great in and of themselves. Men are helped to be great. Men are helped to be great. How does God help us? First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, concerning spiritual gifts, he will not have you. I do not want you to be ignorant number one is insight how does god help men i'm wrapping up now he gives men insight the day god brings you to a place where you are getting knowledge he has helped you the bible says and he said to the men who believed him he said to the jews who believe him john chapter 8 and verse 30 from 31 he says to the jews who believe him if you continue in my word then are you my disciples indeed and you shall know the truth now in verse 32 and the truth shall make you free the day god brings you to the river of light and permits you to drink he has changed your life he has helped you god helps men by giving them insight that's why Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 15 he says since the day i heard of you i cease not to pray for you 
that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of God of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know the hope of your calling and the glory of the riches of his inheritance in the same, and the exceeding greatness of his power towards what who believe the same power which he wrought when he raised Jesus from the dead and he set him at his right hand far above every name, every dominion that can be named and has put all things under his feet for the church. My God, the biggest thing that can happen to you is that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. I mean, if you have ever driven a new car before, the car just seems to want to mess you up. It, it, it just seems to, you step on the brake, it jams too much. You don't, see, you don't seem to know what the car is doing. It's like the car just wants to prove that you are not good. But guys, the day you get the light, the day you get the light, you become a master. Insight makes you masters. So how does God help men? Number one, he gives them insight. Number two, he gives them inspiration. The Bible says, to some, he gives, he, he says, he says, he says in, in, in verse 3, First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter 12, in verse 3, now there are diversities of manifestation, but it but but one spirit there are differences of administration but the same lord there are diversities of operations but the same god but the manifestation of the spirit is given to everyone to profit without verse 8 says and to some he gives the word of wisdom by the spirit there is something called the word of wisdom the word of wisdom in my in my in my understanding and in my study of the manifestation of the gifts of the spirit is the highest manifestation of this spirit. Why? Because it gives us insight into God's plans and purposes for us. The word of wisdom is a divine revelation of God's plans and purposes. It usually points to the future. It is word of wisdom that is the element of foretelling in prophecy. If a man is prophesying and there is an element of foretelling, foretelling, telling what will happen in the future, that is the word of wisdom. That inspirational gift called the word of wisdom, it is one of the ways God helps us. You see, because there are certain things you know. There are certain things you understand. Some, of, some people went to serve in a particular city. And although they don't like the city in the physical, they stayed there. If Bishop Oedipo did not have inspiration, he will be in Kaduna struggling. But one day the Lord said he should stand up, go to Rajioba in Lagos. He said, Lagos is the last place that is on his mind. I don't like Lagos. Those were his words. He didn't want to be there, but he got an inspiration. How does God help men? He gives you in inspiration. You will know something that only God knows. I'm sure, I'm sure if God has shown Raphael, that printing will, will bring this level of influence. Part of the reasons why you stand very important in the ministry where you are serving is your ability to bring excellent designs to the table. Think about the number of contracts that have come. I'm not sure you saw Church of God Mission when you were learning how to design. When you were learning Corel Draw, you, have, you didn't know. That was an inspiration. That's how God helps me. God helps men. By giving them insight into the future, it gives them inspiration for the future before they even get into the future. So you appear in your future and it looks like you are ready. Number one, insight. 
that points to knowledge. Number two, inspiration. That comes to wisdom. It points to wisdom and understanding. For example, Abu was on strike. In fact, the whole Asu in the country was on strike one particular year. As soon as I left school, as soon as I left school, going home on strike, uh, although I was not happy that I was going to miss the academic session, it just occurred to me that what I should do with that, what I should do with that holiday was to learn how to drive and to perfect it. That became my entrance into the, the earliest stages of my ministry because the moment I joined Reverend Tende, I was able to fit in perfectly than every other person who was a minister in training because I knew how to drive. My ministerial training was what God had in mind when he gave me inspiration to go and learn how to drive. Can you imagine that? Inspiration. How does God help men? He gives them inspiration. The last point, how does God help men? He helps men by what I call influences. Influences. He said, for you know, you know. And, and by now, you should know that my main text, one of my main texts is First Corinthians chapter 12. He says, you know that you were carried away to these dumb idols as you were led. To be led there is the Greek word agal. Agal means to be to, like a cow will be led. A sheep will be dragged or drawn. But you see, the beautiful thing about Agao is that in Agao, there is no struggle. There is no struggle. The only time you can be led without struggle is if there is a superior influence over you. As you were led there means as you were influenced. There is never going to be allegiance to God without divine influence. Every divine allegiance is caused by divine influence. Number one, insight. Number two, inspiration. Number three, influences. Influences. In the Nigerian Defense Academy, there was a very senior, it's a very senior sana. I know both of these officers. I know both of these senior men. You know, they serve as mentors for me. In the Nigerian Defense Academy, it is not expected that a man is, is being treated softly simply because he calls the name of Jesus. No, it's a defense academy. It's not called school of ministry. So while they are serving God and still learning ministry there, they are still suffering the regular things that every soldier or, or every officer cadet should suffer. And in one of those nights, this man carries this, this, this cadet because he is their senior. He keeps them in a pit. He soaks them in Kaduna coal. He soaks them in water. Deals with them. Guess what? As they are coming out of the pit, they are grumbling. Because this same man, he is the senior prefect and she is the person in charge of fellowship. It's like president of the fellowship. President of fellowship is one that is dealing with them. And those people who knew him in his time say he took particular interest in people who were Christians. If you were born again filled with the Holy Ghost, if he catches you, he will deal with you extra. He said, because Satan is already unhappy with you, that you are a believer, Satan is already unhappy with you, then you will now not know what to do when you are in problem. He will deal with you extra. Let me tell you something. All those men, all those boys that were standing under his punishment are doing excellent in the armed forces today. They are in key position. They are appointment holders. Some of them, some of them are in the office of the chief officer. Some of them are in the office of the chief officer. They are all in. They are all in key position. Why? Because somebody got inspiration there. I was dealing with them. But guess what? Where I'm going. 
As they were coming out, they were saying, we will not come to fellowship. We will never come to fellowship again. Do you know his answer to them? He said, let me see whether it is you that brings yourself to fellowship. Kai. So they threatened him, he threatened them back. Do you know the moment he released them from the fellowship, he locked his room and prayed to fellowship time. All of them came for fellowship as if they tied their necks with a rope. Like willing captives, they dragged themselves. Quack, quack, quack. Angry with president, but came for fellowship. Guys, life is controlled by influences. People don't come for your meetings because you have a good hand in influence. People don't buy from you. Let me talk to business owners. Business owners, your product may be the best in the market, but there is a vibe of heaven that must rest upon that product for people to buy it. You are going to begin to carry your products and keep them and begin to declare what I am selling. Kings are buying. And you begin to release divine influences on it. You will take the communion before you go out. Say in the name of Jesus by the power of the endless life that is in the blood of Jesus, I declare. That thing that makes me attractive is bright today. Everybody that sees me wants to buy from me because life is controlled by influences. Life is controlled by influences. Number one, insights. That is knowledge. Number two, inspiration. That is wisdom. Number three, influences. That is power. Power. That is how God helps men. He gives them influences. For example, God can give you a voice in the city. I mean, he can give you access to somebody who has voice in the city. He can give you access. A certain man of, man of God in Abuja had problem. There were allegations against him. People spoke against him. Some people suggested that he should stop preaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Problem. Eventually, matter went round and round and round and round and landed in front of Bishop Oedipo. Bishop Oedipo said, tell him to call me. As he called him, Bishop Oedipo said, go and pray for three days and fast for those three days and call me after three days. Tell me what God said. He did that after three days. Bishop Oedipo said, get up from where you are now. Go and, go and continue preaching. That's how the matter died. That is called influence. Call influence. Recently, the man was attacked again by the devil. He was falling sick. He was emaciating. He was dying. He called this same Bishop Oedipo again. Bishop Oedipo said, that oppression ends now. And that was it. May God give you access to the influences, the voices in your city. May God give you access to them in the name of Jesus Christ. My prayer for you is that you will not have the gates shut when the men of influence are on the other side. That popular scripture that, that, um, that um, um, Pastor Raphael is pushing for this series is that uh, a man will suffer because he does not know the way into the city. Part of the way into the city is that the men of influence give you endorsement. Give you endorsement. Certain men of God, they enter into the city, they are not struggling because the influences in the city have spoken well of them. Have spoken well of them. The only reason why Saul lasted was because Samuel was interested in the influences. So you generate that influence by prayer, but you also get that influence by spiritual authority. When spiritual authority speaks for you, you have that influence. That's, that's, um, that's my message today. I, I, I trust that I have, I have been a blessing to 
you up. All right. Um, I, I'm done. I'm I'm going to just pray for you, and I will just I will just close. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Have you been blessed this afternoon? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you so much for your time. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord is speaking to me about somebody, or has been speaking to me about somebody listening on this call who has a problem with their ear. In fact, it has become increasingly difficult for you to use um, earpiece, headphones. It looks like you try to put something in your ear and it poked you and the pain has lingered. You are getting your healing today in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are getting your healing right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Um, I was in a meeting in, in ABU. I was, I was representing my father in the Lord. Unity Campus Choir invited me and I, and I had a word of knowledge for somebody who had um, um, yeah, a problem. I called the person and I just wanted to just lay hands on him. But I sensed to ask him, how will you know if you are healed? He tried to put his hand in his ear to, to say, if I am healed, um, uh, um, there, is a, there is a growth in my ear that will disappear. And he kept putting his hand in his ear, putting his hand in his ear. He, kept, he started looking for the growth. The growth disappeared instantly. I command that pain, that pain that is caused. I'm, I'm seeing something wrong with the eardrum. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command a miracle to happen now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for these ones that God will open the heart of the princes in their cities to them in the name of the Lord Jesus. What you are selling, kings are buying in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I call you blessed in the name of Jesus and I pray for every other meeting, every other session from next week going forward, it will be greater blessing. There will be greater blessings, greater manifestations of the Spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that the Holy Ghost will manifest himself in your midst. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. Can, can everybody, everybody say amen, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I trust that you have been blessed. Amen. All right. I'm done. Can I get feedback from you so that I'll just go? <laughs>